Hello, welcome to this special edition of your ACL Sport Podcast. My name is Calvin Emeka Onuka. This podcast is used to be called Your Sports Memo Podcast, but it is from now on it is ACL Sports Pod. In this special edition, we'll be having T Tigress Superstar Ezine Kalu. You call her Ezine Kalu. We call her Queen Ezine. Stay tuned. I'll be right back with the Queen. Yeah, welcome back to ACL Sports Pod. Like I promised before going away, we've got the Queen, Queen Ezine Kalu, with us in, in the pod um, today. I she she she'll be speaking to us on a great number of things because you know in ACL Sports we celebrate the D Tigress. Um, Queen Ezine, welcome to ACL Sports Pod. Listen, Queen, do you know, I don't know if you know this, you know that your interview that you gave the day after, or was it the night you qualified for um, the Olympics? You know the bit where you said Afro Basket was breaking down the door. How did you come up with that? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It was just, it was just a good analogy, analogy that I wanted to use to kind of just like explain how far we have come as a team and that was the only thing I can think of. Um, like I said, after basket was us knocking at the door. Uh, the World Cup was our foot in the door, and the, our performance in Serbia was us kicking the door wide open for people, for people to see who we are and how far we've come. When so it's you, just, it's just all together. <laughs> when you eventually retire and you're trying to write your book, you won't need a you won't need a ghostwriter. <laughs> I hope not. Cause I heard they cost a lot of money. <laughs> Fabulous. Listen, speaking of Serbia, you made the tournament top five. How does that feel? Yes. It feels it feels it felt great. Um it was I was so humbled to be chosen. I had no idea there was gonna be there was gonna be choosing the top five from the tournament, so I was kinda shocked. But um I was really happy and I could not have even gotten that world without the help of my teammates, you know feeding me the ball, trusting me to lead them, and just, you know, just being there on the court and just having my back and motivating me every step of the way. So that was a real, a really good humbling experience for me. Brilliant. Let's, let's back up a bit. Let's back up a bit mm-hmm. all the way to 2017. Okay. I, I do remember that. I, I'm not sure. I'm not, I, I said this to um, legend Aisha Mohamed the other day. I'm not sure you ladies are aware of how much your victories mean to Nigerians. The night after you won in 2017, a really huge uproar about it in, in on social media, especially um, amongst the Nigerians. Did you guys feel it at the time? Yeah, I mean, we we just felt we felt what was close to us. Like you know, we felt the the energy of the team, and we felt the the energy from like messages and Instagram, but. We didn't really feel the energy, you know, uh, traveling until we got back to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. That's when we felt it. The minute we got back to Nigeria and they, everybody's outside with the music and the, and the parade <laughs> and the band, that's when, we, that's when it hit us, you know, like, wow, like, we are champions. Yeah. And that was, that was, that feeling was, uh, that feeling was huge to get to Nigeria and just feel the love and, and see the happiness on everyone's faces. I think at that moment that we knew it was it was real. Okay, we're still going to back up a bit. Going by the time you guys arrived um, 
and I have the Mali for that mm -hmm. tournament. What? Sincerely, what, what was the feeling like? Did you think? Um, did you think we could do it? Uh, the feeling was so surreal. Um, it was hard to believe that we were going to be, you know, playing in an in arena like Mali. Oh, my God, the, the fans were were intense. The energy was amazing. And uh, that was my first Afro basket, 2015. Mm. 2017, sorry. That was my first Afro basket. And um, I'm just happy that the training camp prepared me for something like that because that was, that was really intense. Mm. And... And with Aisha being there before, and uh, and Didi being there before, and some of Adora being there before, after basket, they they know the atmosphere. So okay. we really look to them to kind of like lead us and kind of just explain to us what to expect, and just we look to them for, for guidance in terms of you know keeping the energy, keeping the spirit, staying as a team, and staying together because that's what the crowd did when we played Molly in the semifinals mm. you can see the crowd you know cheering and rooting for Molly because they wanted their home team to win but I don't think anyone yeah I don't think anyone recognized how how you know how dedicated that we as a team and five of us on the court and the other uh, ten girls on the bench how it how we just stay together you know, amidst all the noise and just all the chaos and just stay together and just pulled out that win against Molly that was a huge one for us um, the championship game was was pretty difficult as well, but that semifinals game was really that that was the that was the toughest one for us. That was a, that was a game for you. You felt that as soon as you go past Mali, you felt all right. We can do this. Yes, now. yes, exactly. We didn't get comfortable, we just, but we just had a feeling like okay, we can relax a little bit. Let's refocus, and now time to handle Senegal. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, the, the way you sound, the way you come across, even in your posts, even with that, that statement you made in Serbia, uh, there's, this, there's this energy you, you give up, even on the, on the basketball court. Have you always felt that you were going to be a professional basketball player? Yes, I always knew, I always knew that our... I wanted to pursue the career of playing basketball professionally. I always knew that. Right. But I didn't really understand what it took until after I, after I left college, you know? Because okay. I'm transitioning from college playing basketball, and now I'm playing professional basketball on a different level where I have more freedom, where I have, you know, playing in different countries and di different atmospheres. Mm. So I always knew, I just didn't know the road that and the path that it took and then once I started playing my first year of professional in Portugal, mm. I started to say, okay, as a if you wanted to do this for years, it's time to really get serious, time to lock in and focus. And, and you know, if, if you want to be a professional, you got to act like one on the court and off the court. If you want to be a professional, you got to play like one. That means putting the time in, you know, when nobody's watching. That means doing the extra practices that mean putting the extra work in that mean just going just doing what's what I'm not used to you know exceeding my own expectations not the expectation of what people expect from me mm -hmm. but just the expectations that I had for myself I had to exceed those and once I once I realized that and once I you know realized how big I wanted to become and how big Nigeria basketball was coming and how big that my name was going to be I said okay now, as you have to keep going. <laughs> you said you said something you said. I need I need to pick up on because um, I'm expecting some young people to be listening today. What 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 are those um, um 
the changes that you've got to that you had to make when you realize that okay i'm gonna I, I this is going to be professional for me so what are those changes what are those uh, main things that you need you need to stop and the things that you need to start doing more often yeah, yeah I th- I, uh, one of the main things that i had to realize was that i need to start taking you know my, my games hit next level you know even if like say for example if we have practices we have practice from, from 1 to 3 p.m. It's okay for me to stay that extra hour early. Or it's okay for me to come in practice an hour early to get extra shots up. Or stay behind to get extra shots up. You know, to, it was it was important for me to do the extra work. Mm. Because anybody, anybody can practice two hours and say, okay, I'm done. But no, what are you doing outside of practicing that's making you become better? Mm. And I had to realize that sometimes it wasn't just always about, okay, as may you practice with your team, okay, now go home, relax and sleep. No, put the extra work in. If you have time, it's 24 hours, it's 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And those hours I can be, I mean, it's, it's nice to sleep one to two hours or two <laughs> extra hours or three extra hours. But the time when I'm just like, just home relaxing, I'm not doing nothing. That can be the time when I'm putting in the work in. So sometimes it, it, it's about sacrificing that time of just chilling or just watching TV or just watching Netflix or playing a video game or hanging out with friends. Yeah, that's nice, but if I want to take my game to the next level, I have to sacrifice a few things to make my talent and to, you know, make myself better because this is something that I want to do for a long period of time. Mm. And every day of the girls who I play against, they're getting better. Right. Everyone, yeah. So I just have to, I just have to keep up with it. I had to keep up with the pace. And I had to know that, you know, if if I wanted to do this for a long period of time, I really just have to focus and buckle down and know what's important and why I'm here, why these people are paying me to play in their country. You know, they brought me all the way here from America, not just to Netflix and chill, you know? <laughs> so I, I had to put the extra work in. And also another thing too that I had to change was like my eating habits. You know, when you're an athlete, you think, okay, I can I can eat the pizza every day. I can eat the junk food every day because I'll just burn it off. No, having playing a professional sport, especially a long period of time, it's important to take care of your body. Mm. That's drinking water, that's recovery, that's icing, that's getting the proper rest, that's, you know, uh, substituting the candy or snacks for maybe some, some veggies or some or fruit. You know, and I and that was nothing that I had to that I had to be mindful of too, just taking care of my body and just learning what to put in, what to put inside of it. And those two those two things were my were my biggest adjustments. You know, just learn how to eat healthy and be healthy, so I can play healthy and feel healthy, and also just learn how to just balance my time from having fun, but also putting work in at the same time. Hmm. I hope some young another some aspiring. Is in the colors would listen to this and then realize that they've got to also put um put the the work in and stand out leave out some of these other things leave out the netflix chill other time exactly. and all of that uh, that's great right back to that final against senegal when okay. when the when the buzzer goes mm-hmm. the nigeria are african champions can you even try to describe the feeling um, the feeling was, I don't know. It, I, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? You know, what's that what's that feeling? Maybe you can tell me the word when you work so hard for something that you can even taste it. Did you zoom out? Then, 
Huh? Did, did, did you zone out for a brief exactly. moment? Exactly. Exactly. We wanted it. We wanted it so bad. And you know, here's another analogy for you. You know how you know you you get home when you're hungry. And your parents say, "Okay, food. The dinner will be ready soon." And you're just waiting. You're smelling the aroma of the of the of the igusi soup and the pan and yam. You're smelling it. You're smelling it. And as soon as you get to the table, you just sit down. You just start eating. Yeah. That's how that's how the the finals were was for us. You know, we knew we can smell it. We can we can just taste it, but we don't have it yet. And then soon that buzzer went off. Okay, now it's time to eat. You know, now it's time to enjoy it, enjoy our food, unzip our pants, let our belly hangs out, and just and just enjoy it this moment. Because to be truthful, too, Senegal they came out strong against us in the finals. Mm. They were beating us like maybe. 15 or 16 to like 7 and they came out strong because they wanted it too of course they wanted it too I mean who who, who plays in a championship game and don't say oh we're not gonna fight <laughs> you know so we, they came out strong but I think once we you know once they punched us and we kind of they kind of woke us up a little bit like wow okay is this what we can is this how did we come this far to lose and once my coach called that one time out and we regrouped and came back out that was it. We 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 were ready to eat. It was some Vincent, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was it was an amazing feeling. I mean, uh, we cheered, we screamed, we hugged each other, we cried, and wow. yeah, something like that. You just you just can't take from someone. And I think that we we will always remember that moment uh, of us coming back and then winning. You know, we the Nigerian Nigerian community were used to seeing videos of um, the footballers, the Nigerian football team, um, videos of them dancing pre-game, dancing during training and all of that. Do you do you people do that also? Consider a lot of you, a lot of you are, are US based. Do you do, uh-huh. do you also do that? Well, you have some, you have some few girls who, you know, like to loosen up and dance and get everybody hopped up for the game. Mm-hmm. And then you have, yeah, then you have other players who kind of like really just lock in and think about, think about the game and, and what's coming up to us. So everybody just, every, every player has a different level of, you know, of going into the game and, and how they want to go into the game. But after the game, there's always celebration for sure. There's dancing, <laughs> there's music, there's there's everything. But always before the game, there's just everyone has their own different, you know, level of focus on, on how they want to approach the game. Which of your teammates, who's the one that likes to use music to get everybody going? LL for sure. LL, that's my baby. <laughs> Ella, yeah, she's the one. She's the one who who will play the music and and you know sm- uh, getting everybody up and say it's game day, baby, it's game day. We can we can for sure always count on Ella to kind of like give us that spirit and pump us up uh, before the before we walk out onto the court. Uh, she does a great job at it, and you know we 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 look for that. You know you have some players who who kind of like you have some players like me for example who kind of like use that time to get mentally focused. But to see Ella going around each player and, you know, hyping us up, saying it's game day, it's game day, that kind of feeling you just don't forget. So when you find this stuff on the court, it's like, wow, okay, I'm ready. I hear Ella, I hear the words, you know, I hear the, I hear her singing the DeVito and the Burner Boy. <laughs> so, so it's, 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 you can always count on her to kind of be there to give her that extra spirit. So, um, fast forward two years later. You see, I always say to people, well, well I, I, 
in my years of covering this covering sport what I've, one of the things I've always noticed or I always say to folks that it is easier to win a title than it is to defend it that when you defend the title it shows the depth of the quality of that team of that individual it also shows the mentality of that individual because um, you might correct me if I'm wrong here because whenever you go into a tournament where you're the defending champions you are there to be shot at you're there to be pulled down so going, exactly. into, going into Senegal as African champions how was that and how did you then feel when you eventually won it uh, yes, going to Senegal, I'm not going to lie, that was, that was pretty tough. Mm. I mean, they have a new arena. Uh, there were over 19,000 fans. Um, we were we were the champions, so everybody was gunning for us. So that that was pretty tough for us. We really had to, really, we really had to lock in and, and focus and not, you know, not take any game for granted. Mm. You know, every game, every game was a chance for us to to prepare for the championship you know we, we wasn't looking past anybody but at every game we played we had to make sure we made a statement so that when we made it to the championship game we people knew that we meant business mm. and you know it one game at a time yeah. one game at a time and and it wasn't easy for us we made mistakes along the road yeah we beat teams but we also made mistakes that we couldn't make those same mistakes in the championship game and we knew that you know, even though we beat Cameroon by almost 50 points, and we beat we beat uh, Cote d'Ivoire, and we beat we beat um, you had a swagger, you know. Mal- yeah, Mali as well. <laughs> even though we beat those teams, we made mistakes that we couldn't make in the championship game, and we knew that we had to correct it before we even got to that position. And that. to play against to play against Senegal, the home team. Mm. Uh, oh my God. Even you know, it, we couldn't even. It, we even had trouble driving the bus to the game inside for the for us to get into the gym. You know, there were hundreds of people outside blocking the bus from even going inside the gym. What, we queen, the the queen, bus driver second. had to physically drive the bus on top of the sidewalk. <laughs> wow! I'm so serious. I'm I'm so serious, Calvin. The bus driver literally had to drive the bus on top of the sidewalk, and from the bus, we went directly into the gym. So these people were—they were trying to do whatever it took to make sure that Senegal had the upper hand on this game, and and we felt it every possession, every every call, every loose ball, every foul. We felt it. We felt all of that energy, and I mean, we just we just stayed together. We stayed solid. We we played with poise. We made mistakes, but we knew, okay, we made that mistake. Now it's time to correct it as, quick, as quickly as possible. Because Senegal, they were they were a great team. You, you know the that final was probably it wasn't it was the only game I it was the only game I watched, and I swear to God, I was so nervous. I was screaming down my whole house. But what struck me was what struck me was I, you 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 guys on the court looked. Confident, you. That's that. That's that. I kept saying to myself, "These are champions. These ladies are not even. They're not even afraid of the the crowd." Yes, that's what I was going to ask you. How do you, as a professional, as a professional, how do you zone out 
in that kind of situation. You were not 19,000 arena and probably 18,000 people were rooting for the home team. How do you zone out and concentrate on the game, on your game? It's just, uh, just honestly, I look to my teammates, you know, uh, with the with all five of us on the court. It's important that we huddle and just remind each other, hey, let's stay level-headed. It's all these people in this court, but just focus on us and on and who you have right now on the court. You know, fight for that girl that's on the court with you. And and sometimes those, those little huddles, those that give us a chance for us to regroup and you know kind of remember what we're playing for and what we're fighting for mm. and you know every possession every possession it wasn't it wasn't easy at all but i think that the, with the help of my teammates and us being on the court together and you know our coach being being there for us on the sideline and see, seeing our teammates cheer for us and you know hearing them say let's go don't give up let's go let's let's keep pushing keep pushing and it's crazy because the gym is still with 19,000 19, people, but we can still hear our teammates' voices cheering us on and motivating us, and, and we, we feel that. Right. Okay. And I think that's what helps us. You, in tw- two years earlier, it was St. Vincent, and now it is Coach Pastor Otis, as um, Aisha calls him. You, uh-huh. you, you play a different style from the one you, used to, you played under Vincent. Um, you play this, as the American commentators describe it on ESPN, you play this aggressive, aggressive game where you're in the face of your opponent. How do you, I'm sure it's physically taxing. How do you keep up with that? Just staying healthy, <laughs> you know, icing and recovering after every game. Because if you don't, you just, your body just falls apart. Mm. <laughs> you know, after that, after that survey game, honestly, me personally, my body was literally banged up. I can feel every hit, every foul. I felt it all. So, you know, that icing and, you know, that ice baths and getting the proper mas- uh, massage from the, from the team training that we have, that's what's important for us to stay physical and stay, you know, in our player spaces for 40 minutes. And I think that, I think that's was that was what was the key for us against USA, you know, coming out strong and being physical. Yeah. We had that rest time and we had that that mentality that, okay, we, we got our rest, we got our recovery, now it was time to give a thousand percent. Right. You've played in the world. How, how did you feel, actually, when you won your first game at the World Championships in Spain? Can you... Listen, let me put it this way. You've got two Afro-Basket titles, right? Which meant you played yes. in two finals. And then you've gone to that World Cup and you've won, is it two, three games you won at the World Cup? How do yes. you, how do you, which of these, how do you rank these victories? Honestly, <laughs> I, I think these were, those were great victories. Because, you know, obviously we're the, we're the best team in Africa. Mm-hmm. But for us to compete on a European stage now and actually, you know, beat teams like Greece and Argentina and Turkey, that's huge. It is. And and I think it's important for us to say, okay, stay focused and you know, we, we wanna play we wanna play on a bigger stage, but we also have to be grateful and say we did a good job playing yes. against teams that the that the country probably never thought we could even compete against. Mm. You know, so 
that turkey one was huge for us. Yeah. And, you know, before that, turkey had beat us in a friendly game by almost 25, 30 points. So we kind of had that little little bit of revenge boiling in us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then we played against Greece, and we beat them. Really tough team. We beat them. Experienced players, we beat them. So we kind of we, we were kind of on a high. And we're saying to ourselves, yeah, we, we're the best in Africa, but now we're showing that we can compete with these European teams. And it's, it's very rare. It's rare to see African teams competing with European teams and, and performing well against them. So I'm just happy that Team Nigeria is able to kind of set the tone for, for the African teams and kind of say, listen, yeah, we can, we can compete in Africa, but we can also play with the Europeans as well. What are we doing different? I'm sorry. What are we doing different as a country? What's making what, what makes you guys so good? Is it your talent? Is it the coaching? Is it the is it the organization from the federation? What is it? Whatever it is, we're happy. But what is it? Honestly, I I just think it's our hunger. We're hungry for it, and we, we want it so bad. And we've come so far that it's not if we it's it will be it will be a shame for us to come this far and then not continue to work hard. You know, we've come this far. Now that makes us push even harder. Mm. And I think our hunger for wanting to be wanting to be great and our hunger for wanting to make our country proud and our hunger for wanting to make a statement to these other teams that we're here to stay, I think that's what pushes us. That what that's what drives us. You know, as far as talent, anybody can be good. Anybody can anybody can score points. Anybody can be talented. But what takes what separates a team from other teams is their hunger and their passion to win and want to play the game of basketball. You know, it was a, it was, take the Serbia game for example. It was a tough loss for us, but I think we we fought back. We fought back. We played with poise. We played well. We didn't play dirty. We played we played basketball. We do what we knew how to do, and that was stay together and be physical with those girls for forty minutes. Listen, um, finally, if the Olympics <laughs> takes place, which we're hoping. All of this virus thing will probably yes. go away. Uh, what, I'm hoping. What, 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 what is it that Queen is in the dreams of every night when she goes to bed when she thinks of the Olympics? <laughs> I dream of us being up on that podium. Wow. You know, whether seriously, I mean, it, it's going to take hard work to get there, but that's really what I dream of because I know it's possible. It won't be the road there. Won't be Calvin. The road there will not be easy. I swear it won't. But it's possible. I believe it's possible. Go, and I and I dream of it. I don't know. Go go I go go. I don't know if it'll be the browns or the silver or the gold. But the podium whatever color, finish. Whatever color it is, I know that we can make it to that point, and that's what I'm dreaming of. And I just can't wait to see the look on all my teammates' faces and the coaches and and the country. I just can't wait to see everybody there for us. You know, cheering us on, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just ready for my dreams to become a reality. Thank you, Queen. I, I, I love this end. She dreams of a podium finish at Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Yes. Thank you so very much for your time. Thank you for coming on ACL Sports Point. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this. Thank you so much. Thank you. There you have it. Thank you for listening to ACL Sports Pod with Ezine Kalo, Nigeria's basketball queen. It was my pleasure to have you on this show 
and it's my pleasure to have her also on the show. Thank you for listening, and please remember to subscribe to our podcast and also to share to friends and family if you, if you enjoy it. There have been other episodes. Do scroll down and have a look at the episodes and listen. Thank you. My name is Calvin Mekawonga, signing out.